bonus brought it to him. Hey everybody and welcome to the All Pacers podcast. We are a podcast for Pacers fans and by Pacers fans and we have a very special episode for you today, don't we Jack? Yeah, um, not a Pacer. Yeah, not a Pacer. But a Hoosier, AJ Moye. He played at IU from 2000 to 2004. I mean, I'm a big IU fan. Jeremy, you were back then too. Yeah. Before you made the transition to Louisville. I was telling Jack earlier, in fifth grade, I got to pick a prize out of the prize box, and I picked some little IU thing, and <laughs> I became an IU fan for a while. Around that time. Yeah. Which is cool. So, A.J. Moya had a huge game-saving block in 2002 in the Sweet 16 against the number one overall seed, Duke, in the national championship. IU ended up making it to the national championship game that year. It was a loss to Maryland, unfortunately, but AJ Moye was a crucial part in that team for that season. And then up until 2004, I mean, just an important part of IU basketball history and a clutch player too. Bleacher Report, I've mentioned this in the interview uh, that you guys will hear shortly, but Bleacher Report ranked him as the fifth most clutch IU basketball player of all time. So, I mean, that's a great honor, especially from such a huge program. Jeremy, this interview's fun. You got anything you want to say before we get into it? Yeah, we had a blast recording this. Please bear with us in a couple of points. Uh, my headset dies right at the beginning, <laughs> which is super fun. We may edit it. We'll see. We'll see. Uh, and uh, you get to hear some crying babies a couple times. Yeah, my kid made another guest appearance, as yeah. he's been doing recently. I don't know if he just wants to be a podcast host or what. <laughs> but besides all that, please stick around for the whole thing. Uh, we get some really interesting stuff from AJ. He has some cool stories to tell. Ooh. And there's a Paul George mention, too, that I think everyone will enjoy who's listening. Yeah, just you'll have to wait for it. You'll have to wait and see. AJ, thank, thank you so much for joining us. us. How, How are you doing tonight? I'm doing, I'm doing excellent, man. I really am. I really we're, am. We're, we're so, so glad, glad that you're here. here. Uh, we are an NBA podcast, so I just want to start off with an NBA com- uh, question. Are you an NBA fan at all? Like, do you have a team? Do you follow it? actively i'm sure oh, am i am i NBA? i'm a basketball fan man i drive man, i shoot i just drove like four hours this weekend to go watch a, a 13 year old kid play play basketball so yeah i love basketball i'm watching uh i just got home and i'm watching uh the wizards and uh and the hawks because you know i want to see russ break the record but oh uh, for sure that, man yeah i, I love i love i love basketball man on 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 many levels. And, uh, you know, I, I got friends on every team because I work with so many people. So, uh, you know, the Holiday Brothers, those are like, they're, they're, I'm, I'm real close with that family. And um, so, you know, I, I love Justin and Aaron. I'm always watching to see what they're doing. Yeah, we're huge fans of theirs, obviously. Drew Holiday is one of my dream pacers. Uh, but they're from L.A., so and that's where you're living right now too, right? Mm-hmm. That's cool. So is that how you got to know them, just being out there in that community? Yeah, like um, when Justin was first out of college, he was much more of a slasher, right? And um, he really didn't shoot it. And so he came to me one one day, one summer, and he was like, yo, is it cool, like, if I come to your high school? Because I was coaching at high school then. He was like, is it cool if I come to your high school, like, late at night, and we just shoot, like, thousands of shots, right? So we, we, used, to, we used to go, I mean, he used to make, like, about 500 so he'd make 100 mid-range at every spot, and then he'd make, like, 700 threes in seven, seven like, 100 threes at seven spots. And we used to do that, like, uh, every summer. And then, um, you know, I, now he's just knowledge. <laughs> Dude, that's that's honestly so cool to hear as a Pacer fan. Um, I mean, because he's known for his shooting. He's had kind of a down year this year at times, but, I mean, last year he was over 40% from three, I believe, so... Uh, so you're crediting yourself with his shooting. I love it. No, no way <laughs> in the world. No way in the world. I was just, I was just, I was just, uh, uh, I was just a part of his process, man. And then, uh, you know, I loved Aaron since Aaron was, I've known Aaron since he was about 14. Oh, wow. Known, known Drew for a while. Like, so, you know, it's just, they're just a great family, man. Hey, they love God, man. So, you know, they, they, they get, we get along perfect. So, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Um, let me admit Jeremy in real quick. Jeremy, I don't know if you heard. He knows the holidays. He said uh, Justin used to come to the practices, practices and shoot 300 threes or 700 threes. Oh, wow. Per practice, yeah, and do some mid ranges too. So that's awesome. Yeah. He used to make a thousand or 1200 shots. 
like every day when he got out of uh once he got out of um once he got out of uh like every day after uh, the season was over like at night late at night man we should be there like 11 at night 10 at night to like 2 3 in the morning this would be a lot of fun though that's awesome man cuz i was younger without the family and the wife <laughs> so so yes. that's why i was tolerated so you did you did your um gender reveal yesterday right i saw that oh, on yeah, yeah 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 congrats yeah. man yeah that was awesome yeah i have a son myself so it's it's, it's an exciting, exciting time. time man so excited oh yeah all right, um, so let's talk about Atlanta because that's where you're from, um, and that's where you grew up playing basketball. So the, a lot of talents come out of there. Walt Frazier, World Be Free, Dwight Howard, now, more recently Anthony Edwards, um, A.J. Moye. Uh, what was the basketball scene like in Atlanta during your time there growing up, and like how did the competition? Well, uh, it's, it's, it's a lot like what it is now, man. There are freak of nature athletes just walking around and jumping around and running around in Atlanta, man. So, I mean, it was, it was very normal and it was very, um, wow. Westbrook just broke the triple double record. He just oh, got man. in 21, 10 and 14, man. That guy's amazing. But, uh, well, 21, 10 and 15 now, but, uh, <laughs> But yeah, in Atlanta, man, it, it was it was just crazy. It was so much uh, athletic talent. Like on the basketball court, on any given time, there was ten guys on the floor that could dunk. Like the 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 the, the least amount of guys on the court that could dunk would be like, like eight or nine, right? But it used to be just high flying ball. But um, when I got to Indiana, that's when I I learned what basketball really was and what basketball, how to play the game truly. I learned that from Indiana, and I always love uh, the state of Indiana for it. But yeah, in Atlanta, Georgia, man, it was it was unbelievable athletes everywhere. Yeah, uh, talk about Bob Knight recruiting you. Um, then, in that since we're talking about Indiana now, and then when you got to Indiana, he was no longer your coach. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it, it was it was probably. I mean, being seventeen at the time, you know, that was that was the greatest moment of my life, right? It was the greatest moment of my life. And then um, then um, having him being t taken away from me, that was the worst moment of my life. But uh, I remember um, – so I was a kid, man. I grew up – my favorite players were Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas. And my favorite player all time is Larry Bird. That's my favorite player, hands down. It's not even close. And people, people, people are always shocked when I say that, but he, he just is. So, um, you know, I grew up just worshiping Isaiah, loving Isaiah. And then uh, Coach Knight, you know, had me talk with Isaiah. And then Coach Knight had uh, Allen Henderson get my number because Allen Henderson was playing on the Hawks then. And so he was my good friend. I used to go uh, hang out with him. He'd tell me things, uh, work me out sometimes. But most of the time, just go hang out with him. So that, that was a lot of fun. That was just a lot, a lot of fun. And then um, being recruited by Coach Knight was unreal for me. I mean, the thing was too, it was once he uh, once he um, decided he was going to uh, recruit, really get me. Once he offered me, it was interesting, man. A lot of schools just backed off. Like, I guess they were like, "Yo, well, he's going to play for Knight." But he's the one guy. Like, like I tell people all the time, the thing I loved about him was he talked to me, and he just told me the truth. He said, look, I, I can't promise you you're going to be a star. You're going to do this. And you're going to do that. But he said, I will promise you this. If you go to Indiana and you play your hardest like you always play, he said, you're going to do a lot of great things at Indiana. And he said, and I promise you that in four years you will graduate with a degree. And I said, well, I like that. You know, he said, I'm, a, I'm a truth uh, 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 truth teller. You know what I mean? I love people who are just honest. So that's why I went there. And then, he, you know, he became one of my best friends when uh, I lost my best friend uh, when I was a senior. And Coach Knight, he just, we just talked about life for about three or four months. He never asked me anything about, about basketball. So that, that kind of sealed the deal for me. Hey, Coach Knight's one of those guys, man. He's a figure that's larger than life, man, if you're being honest. You know what I mean? He's, he's a big-time uh, basketball coach, big-time basketball mind. 
and just someone who helped evolve the game into what it is now, which is a beautiful game. And, you know, it gets better every year. But, uh, you know, Coach Knight had a lot to do with that in, in his chapter of, of the book of basketball, right? So um, a, a lot of people, when you become that big, you're iconic, right? And when you're an icon, you know, you know, you, 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 every move you make gets scrutinized um, uh, rationally and irrationally, right? And um, so it was tough, right? But um, he was such a great human being, man. He is such a great human being, you know what I mean? Just outstanding person. So you talked about uh, teams started backing away from you once Bob Knight started recruiting you. What were some of those teams and like, and what were some of their tactics to – recruiting back then because i know recruiting changed over the years oh man it's still still the same game man like like i tell people all the time man i had i had a coach call me one time it was like yo there's a there's a pathfinder or something like that parked around the corner and there's like thirty thousand in the glove compartment it's yours <laughs> you can you can take it i was like i gave the phone to my mom I'm like hey mom they talk crazy <laughs> my mom's mom like don't call here anymore lose his number but uh, <laughs> yeah, so it's, it's stuff like that, man. I mean, I remember one coach. I don't want to talk about him, man. You know, he was a great player. You know, put it that way. <laughs> but he told me he was like, "Hey, man, yeah, you don't even have to go to school. You can just fake it." <laughs> it's like, and he and then he said, like, "There's a guy that was hosting me on my visit. He's like, look, this kid hadn't been to school in two years.'" And I'm like, "I'm just looking. I'm like, uh, like I was like, yo, is he for real or like?" I, I think he was, but I'm like, I don't think they really understood, like, because the thing about me that was interesting, like, I was, yeah, I was from, you know, I grew up around, you know, mostly black people, you know, and it was it was tough in, in some parts, but uh, I was a big time, like, nerd, man, you know, <laughs> I read books, I, um, I had bookcases in my room, I had bookcases in every room in the house, so, you know, I wasn't much of the guy who was going to go out and go to parties and do this and do that. You know, I went to like maybe three or four in high school. Like I was just, I was just a different guy. I go home and I play solitaire and I read a book and I'm happy. So, um, you know, a lot of stuff like that, uh, kind of turned me off. And then on recruiting, just, it gets to be too much. I remember this one school that recruited me big time school, but they, every, every letter they used to send me, they just send me like one letter would be one word and then I have to open up the next letter and it'd be another word. And then it'd be like 200 some letters each time they send me something. So like, I still have it at my, at my mom's house. There's still like, um, she has it out outside in the shed, but it's like a shed of just boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes and boxes of so many letters. There's so many, I probably only open like, I want to say like 12 to 15% of my letters. Like, didn't even take most of the phone calls i just i just like working on my game man that's it all right you said you're uh you like some nerdy stuff uh what are some of what are some of your favorite books and what are some of the nerdiest things you get into nowadays <laughs> uh, my, my my favorite books are like uh malcolm glad gladwell the, the outliers and um and um like because i now now i'm changed like in terms of like the things i like and then I also like um, I also like this one book, Mind Gym. So it's like it's the things that I'm into now are more so like I'm very much into the psychology of, of just life in general. But now all I read now is the Bible. I'm just I'm 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 39, man. I got kids. <laughs> That's it. Trying to become a better person. You played with some pretty good guys at IU. Obviously, you had the 2002 championship run which we're going to talk about in a minute but uh you got recruited with jared jeffries who's an all-timer at iu i don't know if he's as clutch as you from iu and people's memories but uh where does he rank amongst your all-time teammates not just at iu but anywhere you played uh, my all-time teammate he got he has to be number one if he's not number one he's tied for number one he was the best teammate i ever had at talking i think that's what got him to the nba he's He's the ex. He's the best communicator on a basketball court I've ever heard. Never been around. Um, being teammates with Jared Jeffries, Dane Fife, Tom Coverdale, uh, Jared Odell, Cal Hornsby, Jeff Newton, uh, even George Leach, right? Even Donald Perry. 
right? I learned so much from every one of those guys and, and it was able to implement things I've learned from them into in me. But like, especially like Dane and, and um, JJ, they were, they were astronomical for me. So let's talk about the 2002 season and your iconic moment. I'm sure you get asked this 10 times a day. Uh, but in the Sweet 16 against Duke, number one overall ranked Duke in that tournament, um, Carlos Boozer goes up for a shot with five minutes left. You jump, I, I don't know how many feet you were above the rim, but you swatted him. They don't count it as a block. I looked it up. Uh, it's a jump ball. But uh, what was going through your mind in that moment? Can you can you even like remember? Did you black out? Could you just walk us through that if you didn't? So our team, we were we were one of the best defensive teams in the country, and, and some people can argue we were probably one of the best defensive teams ever. I mean, because I remember my freshman year, we broke the defensive field goal percentage for the Big Ten, and then my sophomore year, we rebroke the same record. Like, so we, we could really play defense, and it was just because of uh, our scrambling style of playing defense, which Coach Davis had us uh, practicing, and John Trelor was kind of like the, the architect of it, right? But we would we would scramble. So if someone got beat, we would scramble, we would switch, we would do a lot of things that teams do nowadays, but we were doing that like 20-some-odd years ago. But um, it was a play where Dane had switched off on Carlos Boozer. And I had saw it out the corner of my eye, and I was just keeping a, a good um, a good kind of scope on it. Now, mind you, when I when I saw him get that angle on Dane, I knew he was gonna go up and he's gonna try to dunk it. So the first thing I did was like, I'm gonna time it and I'm gonna kill him. That was, that was my head, my head. <laughs> go up and take his head off. He'll get some free throws. But um, as I went up, of course. You know, I, I love blocking shots, man. You know, from I got Luther Head, I got, I got a lot of people. I caught a lot of people with those blocks. I don't think like people don't really understand. Like I, I caught a lot of people with those blocks in my day. So once I got up there, and I'm like, oh well, I'm I keep elevating. I said, well, I'm I'm gonna try to get it. <laughs> and then I, then I just really got over the top of them. I really just. Time that one perfectly, and then that was it. Was pretty cool after that. You mentioned Mike Davis too. I we just blew right past this question, but was it like easy to play for Mike Davis when you had this huge, like, great connection with Bob Knight? I mean, it 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 it, it was in the sense that he's a, a Southern black young man. You know, I was a Southern black young man, and um we overcame a lot of the same type of, um, we had, we, we grew up with sim very similar with our backgrounds, you know what I mean? And so we always saw each other eye to eye in terms of respect, right? We, we both respected the one another, but I think, um, like how I wanted to play the game and how he wanted me to play the game were two totally different things. And the thing I love about Coach Davis, like I remember after my last game, he apologized to me in front of the whole team. And he said, AJ, I should have just let you play from the giddy up. I should have just let you be you, you know. And he's talking about from my freshman year, he's like, you're, you're the hardest working player I've ever seen in my life. And he's like, I appreciate how much you, you've given to this game, how much you've given to this uh, program and, and, and everything you've done. From like He said it in front of the whole team and yeah. he said, you know, I apologize for not um, believing in you, um, kind of like how, how you believed in the program and this, this, and that. So it, it touched me. You know, at the time, I was mad. I was pissed. I'm like, you know, whatever. You know what I mean? Yeah. I didn't say anything. I just I was like, all right, thanks. Like, you know what I mean? Because I was like, man, my season's over. Like, And I didn't want to be the one that, like, I think we were, like, on 26 or 27, 28 straight tournament appearances. So, you know. I, I, I bore that burden uh, with the whole – with the full totality of my, my chest and my heart, man. Like, 100%, that still bothers me. And that's the thing I was telling the kid today, like, in a workout. I'm like, I can't remember – because they were asking me about this. Because they, they kids, they go home sometimes. They look up and say, hey, coach, you hit 17 threes one time in the game in high school. Tell me about it. I'm like, like I don't remember that, man. I just – I just remember the games where I lost or the times when, you know, like 
like to me, my most memorable memory is losing in the championship game. You know. Yeah. You know, so so it's things like that and things of that nature. So I I just think that um. I think I was a little bit too like. I was a little bit too like I was. I could play like how they play nowadays back then. You know that was me. I was more for like a. I was reactionary because the game is being taught reactionary now. Back then, it was like, all right, if you're in this position, you just do this. If you're in this position, you just do that. Whereas now, you'll see the game has evolved to where you have five playmakers on the court. And then you have five people that can shoot on the court. And you got five people that can switch defensively on the court. So the game has evolved into something beautiful. And I'm, I'm, I'm really happy to still be attached to it. But, uh, yeah, with Coach Davis, man, I love him, and he loves me. And, and you know, there were times where, you know, we, we didn't agree on things, but I always gave it my all, he always gave it his all. So we, we love each other, no doubt. Yeah, and I'm sure it was always a dream of his to coach, but he was kind of just thrown in there too. And uh, Exactly, and that's the thing. And that's the thing I said to uh, another uh, interview. I said, listen. It wasn't like the guy got his first job um, coaching at uh, Benjamin Davis High School or something like that. Like, this dude got a job at IU University, yeah. like Indiana University, his first job, head coaching ever, Indiana University. And he has all these All-Americans and Mr. Basketballs and all these great players, right? And he has to coach us all. And he has to get to know us all. And he has to win over our trust. And he has to, you know what I mean? And so, man, it was it, the odds that he beat in doing so, and uh, commendable. You have to give him credit, man. You have to give him credit. But the thing I loved about it, like, because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm friends with the whole family, you know. Um, it, his wife and I, you know, you know, man, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a different cat, man. So, I, 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 uh, I do a, uh, I do a, um, a scripture reading every morning. Like I, I, I send off scripture and, and then I have some commentary on there and I send it off to like 600 people every morning. So his wife is one of the people I send it to as well. You know, so she's, she's a good friend of mine. So it's like, um, it's like, I love coach Davis, man. He's, 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 he's something, he's more important than a coach to me. He's more important than, um, any person. I think that's why it hurt me at first because I loved him so much and he knows how much I love him. And, um, so me and him, we're, we're always like this. We, we still talk and, uh, me and Antoine talk all the time. But the funny thing is, like I was telling you, he was telling me, he's like, man, well, yeah, I should think you were lying. Like, cause they used to keep shot charts. Right. So every month I'd have 10,000 to 20,000 shots up there on my shot chart. And he's like, there's no way you're doing this. And then he said he finally checked and he saw the video. He's like, you really were shooting that much? <laughs> he was like, I'm like, yeah, man, because he didn't believe me because, you know, the next closest person would be like 5,000, then it'd be a 2,000, it'd be a 1,000, it'd be a 800, 600. And then he's looking at me, 20,000, 10,000. He's like, oh, you're lying, Moye, but, you know. It's just, <laughs> it's just um, you know, I love the game, man, love it. I mean, I, I, I was young when you were playing at IU. I don't want to tell you how young I was, but um, I was talking to some of my family who uh, my uncle actually was at the championship game. He was uh, so pumped that I was interviewing you today, actually. But he was saying the thing that set you apart and some of my other family was telling me the same thing was you worked harder than everybody. You did the small things. It was the intangibles that set you apart. So for you, is that like a trait that you're born with? Is that something that you can learn? Is it all effort? I think I think it's a mixture of a lot of things. So my father played uh, at Marquette back in the day, and he was a walk-on, and he was like, <laughs> he was like six three, and he was a four, and he really like played like, and so Rick Majerus told me stories about him because Rick Majerus used to be coaching back then, and then um, he was like a manager back then actually or something, but then um, and then my mother, she was a. a softball player they used to call her little hank aaron so both of my parents were very very competitive right and so naturally i think that 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 
desire kind of comes from them. And then um, I remember my father always telling me, listen, hey, just keep working hard, son. Just keep working hard, son. Just keep. He, he would never let me quit. He would never let me give up. He would always just keep working hard. And then I remember when I was in, uh, I had to be in sixth grade. And I was like, Mom, my coach don't like me. This, this, and this. I'm the best player on the team. He doesn't let me do this. She's like, AJ, let me ask you a question. Are you the first one in practice? I said, no, nah, I'll be like, I'll be like seventh or eighth. <laughs> she was like, when practice is over, do you stay after practice? I said, no, nah, my practice is over. I got to go. <laughs> She's like, AJ, listen. She's like, you get to practice. You'll be there an hour and a half early. And after practice, you stay an hour to an hour and a half afterwards and work. And he said, I guarantee you, you it's going to all work out for you in the end if you do that. And so I, my parents were always the ones uh, – uh, encouraging me to work more and work hard. And the thing I love about both of my parents, they were never to, like, oh, all right, go play basketball, go do this, go do that. They were always just supportive. And, um, but it's just something within me, man. I've always, I always was a leader. I never was a follower. And, um, I don't know. It's just me. It's who I am. I'm still that way. Were you into any other sports growing up, or was it all basketball all the time? Oh for you? man, I play. I played everything. Like we, at first, they thought I was going to be a baseball player because when I was little, that's what I, I loved doing. So I loved Joe DiMaggio. I loved Hank Aaron, uh, Roy Capanella. I loved. I love. I love. I loved like. I love Kirk Gibson, Otis Nixon. Like man, I just run Gant, Bobby Bonilla, Barry Bonds. <laughs> The Lionel the Shields, the Lionel the Shields is like my favorite. So it was like it was Ozzy Smith, you know what I mean? I just, I just loved a whole lot of uh, a whole lot of baseball players. And then it was football. Then I played football big time when I was uh, in um, in middle in middle school. And then also I played tennis and I played uh. <laughs> Man, I played everything I could play, man. Like, I, I played literally every sport in the world, track and field. And then when I got to be, like, the ninth grade, my mom was like, listen, AJ, you need to decide which one you want to be, and then you need to put your all in it. So let's talk about the 2002 championship game. You guys beat Duke. You had your block against Boozer, which we already talked about. You're, you're a five seed. You go into the championship against Maryland, um, a Big Ten team now. Um, but at the time, like a really good team and you guys are there. What, what's it like in that environment, all that pressure? Um, and I mean, Mike Davis is your head coach too. Like this team's kind of Bob Knight's team in a way getting carried to the championship. Like, did you guys have hope? Did you, uh, believe throughout, like what, what were your emotions in that moment? I mean, throughout the entire tournament or just the championship? Let's talk about the championship. I mean, with me, man, I was going to win it, man. That's the thing. So if you look at the tournament and you see my minutes played, I played a grip during the tournament, right? And that championship game, I think I only played like 12 minutes, somewhere between 9 to 12 minutes. For some strange reason, I do not know why. And to this day, <laughs> I told Coach Dave, I said, man, I don't, I don't know what you was thinking, man. Like, <laughs> come on, man. Like, you had to have me out there. It's a fight. The championship game is just a fight. That's all it is. You make it to the championship, you better have your fighters out there. Like with Gonzaga this year, I love them. I love all their players. But listen, they got some They got some guys on, on that team that throw haymakers, and all of them weren't out there at the same time, man. So that's the thing. Like at the end of the day, you can have your people that you like and, you know, well, this guy does this. Hey, no, nah, man. At the end of the day, it's a street fight when you get to the championship. Everybody knows everybody. Everybody has all the skills that everybody else has. And it, you get you just got to go out there and fight. So do you think it was a lapse in judgment from Davis, like, in the moment? He's a new coach um, in this championship game. He just kind of panicked? Or do you think he had some kind of motive behind it? No, I mean, we had people in there that were shooting the ball pretty well from the perimeter, right? And, um, you know, he wanted to. He wanted to go down swinging with his guys, man. I can't be mad. Man, Russell Westbrook's amazing. Yo, <laughs> hold on. Listen, though. 28 points, 13 rebounds, 21 assists. 
And a loss. And a loss by one. <laughs> but look, by one, and that's with no Bradley Bill. That's true, that's true. We, we wanted – I mean, look, this hasn't been an easy year for Pacer fans. We're kind of rooting for the better draft pick at this point. Um, so we were hoping Washington won this one. So I read this article from 2013 Bleach Report. It's on the internet. I don't know if you've seen this. You were ranked as the fifth most clutch player in IU basketball history. Have you have you seen this? Do you think that's justified? No, nah, I, I haven't seen anything. But you know what? I can say I appreciate it and I love him. Um, <laughs> I think that's what I do. I mean, my whole life, man, even overseas as a pro, I hit countless game-winning shots, countless game-clutching shots, countless championships, right? Uh, as a pro, I mean, in high school, I hit, you know, a shot and at the end of the game that sent us to the state Final Four. We went 33-0, and 0, right? Uh, I, I got game after game after game. In AAU, I won three years in a row. I did not lose an AAU game three uh. years in a row. I think it had to be the longest. We were like 93 and 0 or something like that. So it's like, with me, all I do is win. That's it. That's how I always want to be judged because, so it's like this. I read this, like, so I read every autobiography there is, man. I read Elvin Hayes. I read uh, Spud Webb. I'm talking about, I'm reading people that people are like, even why are you reading that? I'm like, yo, they, it's, they, they wrote it. I want to know what they were thinking. So John Wooden and everyone. But when I read Bill Russell's, and he said, like, when he was at San Francisco, he said, he saw the stat sheet, tore up the stat sheet, and said, I'm never going to look at the stat sheet again. All I'm going to do is go out there and leave everything I have on the floor every time. And he said, and I'm going to live with the results. And then he was talking about how he used to get focused. And they say, Bill, Bill Russell, they said, like, the day before the game, in game days, he was just in a trance, and he'd just sit there and he'd just be shaking, and he'd just be in a trend. And then so I started doing it. I was like, man, I'm going to be like this all the time, you know. So it was like I was always – I'm always on the mental aspect of things, trying to fit, find out ways where I can be more in tune with, with myself so I can be more in tune with the team. So I'm, I'm a, I was a weird dude. I always knew the plays from every position. I always knew where everybody was supposed to be offensively and defensively. I, I'm one of those. I have to know every single bit of information I can. So even when I was watching film, like I wouldn't watch the team's past few games. I watched almost nearly every game. I know every tendency that a player had. All right, this guy likes to dribble with his left hand two times and then step back. All right, this guy's going to drive right every time. When he drives left, he's going to spin back to his right hand. All right, this guy can't shoot from this spot, but if he catches it on the the left wing. He's deadly. You know what I mean? Just things yeah. like that would just pop in my head. And I'd be like, well, this guy has slow feet. He can't guard me. I need to blast by him every time. Put put them in a the bonus. Make them have to make a decision. And so it's things of that nature. I did that against Duke, against one guy. You'll figure it out. But, you know, <laughs> it's things of that nature that you you have to know and you have to you have to figure out for yourself. So I was all about winning. So a guy like Draymond Green that's in the NBA now, if he was born when I was born, like imagine if Draymond didn't get picked for the NBA just because he didn't score a bunch of points. That would be one of the greatest travesties in life. So I'm, I'm, I'm happy now that they're, they're more so about, all right, can this guy play ball? And if he can, look, we got to find somewhere for him. Yeah. yeah. So who are some of your inspirations then for basketball? My inspiration to play basketball? No, like who were some of the players you watched growing up when you were studying, doing all this stuff like that inspired you, you based your game off of? Again, man, Larry Bird, Isaiah Thomas, Paul Pierce, um, Baron Davis out here in L.A. You know, when I come – so my dad lived in L.A. My mom was in Georgia. So I used to go watch Baron play all the time. Uh, Dominique Wilkins was like one of the first people I ever met when I was like nine or ten. And he, he said some positive things to me, and I took it and just kept going. And then, um, you know, Mark Price helped me a lot my senior year in high school. He used to, he used to do uh, – he used to be a reporter at all my games. You know, he's from Georgia, so I, I think he just did it for fun. Yeah. But then he, then he brought me to Georgia Tech one time, worked out with me, showed me some shooting exercises to do. 
and uh, Craig Hodges was another one. Um, it's like when he was fresh off that uh, three-peat with Chicago. I was in high school. He helped me with my shooting. He's the reason why I started shooting threes and stuff. And then, um, so, you know, Shannon Anderson, Willie Anderson, there's some Atlanta cat, cats. So, it's just, it's a lot of people, man. Jabari Smith played at uh, LSU, played in the league. His son is Jabari Smith Jr., McDonald's All-American. Yeah, so it's like, it, it was it was it was it was a lot of people that helped me uh be be it me reading books be it me actually meeting them and just be it me watching them play like man you know yeah so uh you talked about going over to Europe to play to begin your professional career what's it like going to a different country um and like having to adapt to the culture there plus at the same time being a, a new professional in the sport I mean, it was it was cool, man. You know, with me, it's like <laughs> I I never grew up, and I, I don't think I grew up. I've never grown up. I have never grown up. Like I've been doing basketball my whole life for every day of my life. Like I've never grown up. I've been a child. So I was always a kid in the candy store, man. I didn't I didn't care. I played for one coach that was a little bit nuts. You know, the Turkish cat. <laughs> this dude had us. Hey, this dude had us running. We were running like literally in a forest. We'd run like two miles up to the top of it, then run around five miles, then run two miles back down. And we do that like two times a week. And I didn't care, man. Like I just I and then, you know, overseas they make you practice two times a day. That's mandatory. But I didn't care. I liked it. I was like, Oh, I get to go to the gym again? Cool. <laughs> so it's like, um it's just it's just like, man, you gotta you got to really be about this life, man. So I was always about the life. Now, off the court, you know, it got a little bit hard. Um, but that's why I, I started immersing myself in the in the culture. And uh, by by the time, like I'd say, like two three months, I I know um, words decent enough and well enough to make me serviceable. You know, so like I, I started like just immersing myself in the culture, and um, just living the many places I lived, man, it, it did wonders for me. And um. Uh, the in, in the whole totality of things, it made me a much better human being. It made me a much more caring person, and much more um, gave me much more of a, a broad a broader worldview. Did you have a favorite place that you lived or visited while you were over there? Oh man, it's one place. It's one island called uh, Madeira. It's a Portuguese island, man. It's beautiful, man. It's like they have black sand beaches. But then it's like mostly like hills and um like a mountain terrain, so it's real crazy, real crazy, man. It's like a big, it's like you're on this big mountain, but then you can walk. Then you got these winding paths, winding streets, and you go down to it. It's a black sand beach at the bottom, so that was real cool. I pre I really appreciated that. Uh, you hear all the time that people over there can smoke in the arenas. Uh, did that happen a lot? Oh yeah, man. Yeah. <laughs> Was that weird going into especially, that? Especially like in Greece or, yeah, like in Greece is bad. Turkey's a little bad, but like Greece is crazy, you know, but uh, yeah. You look a little shell-shocked just thinking about it right now. Yeah, man. It was it was crazy, man. Like I remember, I remember like sometimes, man, my eyes would be red at the end of the games, <laughs> just watering. And I'm like, why are my eyes red? And I'm like. Then I just see everybody walk out with, 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 a, with a cigarette in their hand. I'm like, oh, all right. Yeah. Did any I, the... I don't think I don't think that's permitted anymore. I think now that like studies have shown that, you know, there's you're not only harming yourself, but you're probably killing everyone next to you. So <laughs> Did any of your teammates smoke during games? Like not during game. No, not during game. It was Vladi Divac was the only person I ever seen with that. <laughs> Like, yo, because it's crazy. You remember when we played in the tournament, right? Uh, our sophomore year, that year we went to the championship. Our our first two games that year, they were in Sacramento. So we played uh, Utah. Then we played um, UNC Wilmington. We played both of them in Sacramento because UNC Wilmington upset USC. That's what we were supposed to play. And we played both of them in Sacramento. So, like, we were using the practice gym of uh, the Kings. And then 
you know, you know me, me and um, I think Jeff knew we just go look around the we we weren't supposed to go in the locker room, but we didn't care. We went in there, yo. I'm telling you, Vladi's locker, yo, he had like eight cases of cools or something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> he had like eight boxes of them, man. I'm like, I was like, oh. It's for real. I'm like, oh, he really does do it. Because <laughs> a lot of pros, they told me, like, at halftime, they, they say, yo, he'll go out and he'll, he'll just go smoke. And he'll come back and play. It's unbelievable. <laughs> so let's talk about IU a little bit more now. I don't know. Is there, like, a community of former players? Like, are you guys all pretty tight? Um, and, like, are you able to keep up with IU being all the way out in L.A. now? Oh, no. So I'm gonna tell y'all the truth, man. I've always been in contact with IU's players every year since I left, man. Like every year. So, you know, I probably talk with like nine or ten of them, and I still talk with guys like when they leave the program. I still talk with them. Yeah. Um, like again, I told you like how I do that morning on um, word. I probably sent it to probably like about 15, 16 players. You know what I mean? So, um, I love IU. I will always love IU. I talked with Mike Woodson. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, you see a Rosemond? That's my boy. So, like, he he was, like, the man in Atlanta when I was, like, 12 years old, 11 years old. So, he's dropped wisdom on me for, like, the past, I don't know, 20, 25 years of my life. So, he's a great friend of mine. And then Dane Fife is, like, my boy. We, we talk all the time, talk – me and Dane Fife have talks about all types of stuff, and it's wonderful, man. Like Dane makes me a better person. Um, he says he doesn't believe it, but I love I love Dane like my brother, man. Like Dane is like that's my brother. So we we talk all the time, and we we hardly ever talk about basketball. <laughs> so we talk about life, man. And yeah. uh, just just he's my brother, man. But uh, so I yeah I love IU and um. And uh, coach, 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 what he said, he's gonna have something like June 18th up there for the for the former players. So we'll be up in, we won't be at IU, but we'll be somewhere at a golf course. You know, they love playing golf. I can't play golf, <laughs> so I'll, I'll just be up there chilling by myself, probably. But um, but yeah, man, you know, Mike, Mike, I love what Mike's doing uh, with the people. I'd love to be one of the people on the staff. He knows that. <laughs> He knows that, but um, I was I was about to ask you, I was about to ask you. You seem pretty tight with the whole staff. I was going to say how long until they uh, you get the call to join up. No, hey, whenever look, whenever Mike Woodson wants me there, I'll be there tomorrow. Mike Woodson called me right now. AJ, I, I, I got to change the heart. We want you. Okay, I'm coming. You know, so <laughs> like I, 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 that's my dream job in life, man. I want to coach at IU. That's it. That's that's it. That's how it goes for me. You know, I got. I got a, I got a nice home in L.A., you know, got a nice job in L.A., work with a lot of people, man, you know, work with DeRozan, work with just just so many NBA players. I don't want name drop, you know, a lot of people. But, um, you know, I work with many college guys. Uh, my college runs are crazy. You know, last year I had Jaime Hawkins and, and uh, Johnny Juzang in there, and I told them they were going to the Final Four, and they, they did it this year. I'm so happy for both of them. But, <laughs> You know, like I, I, I got college runs, I got high school play, like I, I do it all. And I'm working with the best high school players in the country, been working with them for a while. And so it's 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 like it's real rewarding. But I wanna just get back and I just wanna coach at IU. That's all I wanna do in life. That's it. That's awesome, man. And you're coaching right now, high school. Correct. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so what, like, what's that look like every day? I know you're uh, busy when we were scheduling this. Uh, you have games two times a week, practices at night. Um, what's it like as a high school basketball coach, giving back to this community, and like, who are some of the players that you've been able to invest in and uh, seen grow as a basketball coach too? I know you just said Johnny Juzang. Well, no, the guys that went to my high school, Riley Batten, he's at Utah. Um, I got a. Uh, Wes Slackert, he's at uh, Dartmouth. Clark Slackert is his little brother. He's at Pennsylvania at Penn. Penn, you Penn? Yeah. He's going to be an animal. He's going to be an animal. And I got uh, Zeke Richards at Santa Clara. These are just kids from my high school. I got uh, his little brother, Makai Richards, about to sign D1 somewhere. 
uh, Leo Beef right now. He's a Leo Beef. He's a senior. He's six eight, but he's like a two guard. He's he's about to go. He might go to Montverde next year because he's he's only seventeen. And then um, then I have uh, I got like about t- I got like four or five uh, sophomores that are gonna be crazy, and one freshman that's gonna be absolutely crazy. So it's just I just help these guys get better. And as far as college guys, man, I work with everybody. Like from Johnny Juzane to the Jaime Arquez to to like everyone in the world, man. Everyone. So it's just it's real cool, and I'm very appreciative. How's the LA basketball scene compared to Atlanta? It's different, man. LA, these kids in LA are so talented. You know what I mean? I got my 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 my, uh, my little cousin, you know, Jeff Newton. Mm-hmm. Jeff Newton's nephew. He's 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 here with me now. He's from Atlanta. Awesome kid. Uh was point guard of the uh the year uh in his in his uh classification. I think he's six eight in Atlanta. He's awesome, but he's just a sophomore. He's been starting since his freshman year. But uh he he was out here and he's been playing with these kids and he's like, yo, man, these these dudes can hope hope. And I'm like, yeah, man, like because see in, in in LA it's more like the the skill level of these kids is crazy. Like, so this is where you get your Hardens and you get your, your, your Westbrooks and your DeRozans and your Nick Youngs, you know, you get these highly skilled players with uh, multifaceted games, right? And then in the South, that's where you get your dogs from. You get your Dwight Howards, you know, you get, <laughs> you get your Ja Morants, you get your Zions, you know, they come from the South. But uh, out here, man, they, they, they get their 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 skill level is crazy, but their athleticism is nothing like ours. Like we, you, you see dudes that's flying from all over the place. That's awesome. Um, let's talk about your all-time teammates list now. So I know we kind of talked about this with Jared Jeffries. Can you give us five? Your starting five. This isn't including you. You're coaching or something. Your all-time starting five teammates that you've played with, talent-wise. Teammates that I played with? Yeah, talent-wise. At IU or anywhere? Anywhere. Well, I mean, I don't play with everybody, so I just make it IU. <laughs> <Okay. laughs> yeah, but at IU, I say the guys I played with at IU, I mean, my first guy got to be Jared because Jared is just crazy. I'm going to tell you, this, it's going to blow your mind. Well, my second guy is Jeff Newton. That's my best friend in the world, right. man. And, and he was so he was so advanced. Like Jeff, Jeff came ten years too early. He's he's a lot like, but he just, he just came too early. He was he was super advanced, you know. All time leading shot blocker too, right? Yeah. But uh, great guy. The the next guy, man, I say, which is crazy. I think I put him at six, man. Bracy Wright. Bracy Wright was so freaking good, man. Like, he was so – I don't think – like, if he – I don't know, man. But, man, that, that kid was just so good, man. But um, I'd say um, it, it's got to be Fife and, and, and Coverdale. And then and then um, Fife, Coverdale. Yeah, I mean, if, if I was in that five, that that would be it with me. I mean, that's a good five. You can make it to a national championship game. That Newton Jeffries, me, five covered. That's that usually got the job done with Bracey right off the bench. Yeah, but everybody, like, like every single person I played with, man, honestly, man, they they were great, man. Like, I, I loved every single human being that I ever played with at IU, you know, because we all went there with the same dreams, man. And I was never one to like uh, try to try to make someone like not believe in their dream. Man, Sabonis had a game tonight, huh? 21-20, yeah. assists? It's it's normal for him at this point. I since he came back from his injury, I mean, he's just kind of going off. Yeah. He's just trying to prove that he still belongs. I wish I wish he wouldn't have got hurt for that long, man, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's been a lot of injuries on Indiana for the past or the Pacers for the past 4 or 5 years. Some tragic ones too. So I, I don't know if it's cursed or what, but we can't ever get healthy, it seems like. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm just wondering, like, 
But see, you know what? A lot of that has to do with, like, players, man, and just – I wish people would focus more on movement because the, the it's the footwork that these players use that's hurting them. Because a lot of these players, they, they're old-fashioned, so they got, all right, I'm going to go left-right into my shot every single time, where that – that's not, that's not indicative of, you know, that's not smart. Basically, there's times where you got to go right, left. There's times when you go left, right. There's times where you go a step hop, you hop off the left foot. There's times where you hop off the right foot. There's times where you go a two-foot hop. There's times where you, 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 you kind of stretch the legs out, and then, and then, you, go, uh, and then you go into, a, um, you know, you drag the leg over, whichever leg it may be. Like it's times where you're just two feet down and you catch and then you shoot. So there's all types of movements that you have to make. There's times where you can reverse pivot into it. There's times where you can, you know, and, and, and these are the little intricate details that most just don't know. And if you don't know it, then, you know, you run the risk of hurting yourself. Because yeah. most of the time when I see these guys hurt themselves, I see them doing something where I'm like, oh, you probably shouldn't do that. You know, I'm like, oh, he did this where he should have did that. So it's it just, you know, because, look, I played until I was 30. No major injury, right? Yeah. So it's like you have to understand what you're doing first and foremost. And then my one thing is you have to play your hardest. Like a lot of guys, they don't play hard. So if you're, if you're, if you're, if you're going to say you're going against Giannis, you're going to get hurt because <laughs> Giannis plays like like a maniac. You know what I mean? So it's like you have many things that uh, – many different uh, varying factors that can play into, all right, why is this guy hurt? Well, I mean, we've had a couple cases of plantar fasciitis recently too on the Pacers. And, I mean, a lot of that goes along with what you're saying. But, yeah, a lot of that, a lot of that has to do with, like, if you're stepping wrong. And then guys too – they plant super hard. Like your feet should never hit the ground so hard. You know, if you can move quick, right. But like John, John wouldn't always say, be quick. Don't hurry. Right. So it's always things of that nature. Like I see things all the time where guys may plant super hard and, and all sorts of things. So, you know, it's just, it's just, you know, I, I, I wish I could work with the whole world. So, I mean, hey, if Indiana ever has an opening for the medical staff or even an assistant coach, we'll, we'll, the Pacers, we'll, we'll, we'll throw your name in there. <laughs> Maybe you can help with this injury bug. I have no problem doing that as well, man. <laughs> right on. Um, and I, I know uh, we don't want this to drag on too long, but we got a couple more questions. Um, but first of all, I got to ask, if you're in the NBA today, what's your game look like? How many points can you put up in a game? Uh, where do you think, like, your game would fit? Your game today would fit into the NBA today? Oh, it definitely fit, man. It's just like I'm, I'm, I play very much like how they play now, man, with, with uh, just shooting the ball, spacing and moving, um, cutting. And the thing one has to realize about me, man, like my typical day I wake up 6 in the morning, most of the time, I wake up at four thirty in the morning with my kid, but but I'm at work at five thirty or six o'clock, and I'm there until five thirty six o'clock, and then I go coach high school until nine thirty. So you know what I mean? It's my days don't even make sense, like humanly. They're not even humanly possible. Cause look, I work five thirty to six thirty, then I have a seven to eight, then I have an eight to nine, then I have nine fifteen to. 10.35 or 10.45. Then I have 11 to 12. Then I have 12 to 1. Then I have 1 to 2. Then I have 2 to 3.15. Then I have 3.30 to 4.30. Then I have 4.30 to 5.30. So this is me. This is how I work all day long. So, and, and fitting in the day's NBA, is, it's no different. So I've, I've, I've improved so much, too, as well. So I, I, I love it because it's very typical to see lineups on the court where you got three guys six three or shorter and then you got one guy who's like six six or six five playing a stretch four and you have one big so it's it's a lot like 
what we used to kind of do at IU a little bit. So, you know, I definitely see myself fitting in. Um, as far as points a game, I don't know. It just depends on if they need me to score or they don't need me to score. I'm, I'm, I was I was very much like a, a team player. Now, I can score the crap out the ball. Like, if you see me, like, outside of it, you know, people sometimes get shocked. I remember before my senior year, um, I was playing in the Chicago Pro-Am that summer, and I was, like, number two in scoring in the whole Pro-Am. I was, like, 33 a game. Wow. You know, and Sean Marion and everybody else in the work, NBA is playing in. So it's like, um, like I always knew I could get buckets, but you know, I, I was always about winning, man. I just love to win. So with Sports Academy playing into the mix, I mean, it sounds like you're working all day every day too, from what you said. But how'd you get connected with them? Um, what are your passions going forward? I mean, I know you want to coach at IU one day. We're rooting for it too of course but um like where do you see this leading you um and what are your hopes for it as well well man you know what i used to have a lot of big hopes and a lot of big time dreams and then about eight years ago when i was overseas i had that stroke right and i was fighting for my life so i had like three days where i was almost dead dying almost dead you know really and i came back to life and then i didn't know anything i didn't know much you know, all I knew were Bible verses, and I knew I loved God, but I didn't know anyone. I didn't know who I was. So it was a it was a climb back from the bottom for real. So, you know, slowly but surely, my memory started coming back probably three months prior, uh, post, post, right? And then um, I began to walk like four or five months after. So wow. it was like I began to walk normal. You know what I mean? I could kind of drag the right side of my body, but, you know. So it was like it was it was humbling, and it, and it taught me um, to to make the most of the day, to value that day, to value that moment, and it taught me to be more giving and more caring and more loving and more genuine, and more supportive. So I love supporting people. I love helping people. That's why I work like I work because I want to help and I want to help mold and help change, and and help make everyone I meet. Uh, yeah, I want to make them better at basketball, but I'm also trying to teach them a lot about life, you know. So I, I love what I do, you know what I mean? And, and I make a pretty penny at doing what I do. <laughs> and so, you know, but, I mean, ultimately for me, man, it, as far as, like, life goes, it's the work at IU. That's it. <laughs> That's yeah. it. Other than that, I'm, I'm fine. Like, I have, I, have, I have a wife. I have two kids. I, I have – um. About to have a boy, you know. I'm happy yes. about that. So you know, I'm 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 good. I'm really am, and I'm I'm real blessed. And um, you know, at this point in my life, man, I'm just trying to help help as many people as I can help, man, and, and just you know, and just keep it like that. Love it. All right. Well, AJ, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, this this has been a blast talking to you. I know Pacers fans are going to love that you mentioned Nick Young being from L.A. and didn't mention Paul George at all. <laughs> They're going to get a kick out of that. <laughs> hey, I'm, I don't want you want to say. <laughs> <laughs> we, we know you didn't mean anything, but. No, oh, I'm not. Hey, we didn't even mention Yogi Ferrell's out in L.A. Are you yeah, I know Yogi's out here. I've I, I seen him out here. I'm, I'm very proud of him, very happy for him. I wish they'd give him more burn because every time he plays some major minutes, he does some major things. So, But I'm proud of Yogi, man. I'm happy for Yogi. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, we'll get AJ to IU started, and we'll get you hired on that staff. He's got a new coach. Let's see. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to shake things no, up man, we, I love Woody, man. Woody's the man. Woody's the man. Woody's the man. Yeah, for sure. Thanks again so much for joining us. And hopefully we'll be able to talk to you again sometime. All right. No problem. All right. Deepest thanks once again to AJ Moye for joining us today. Uh, also, nice night for the Pacers. Picked up a win against the Cavs, which uh, they should always be doing. Barely. But really nice night for Keelan Martin. He had 25 points. He looked really good out there. You know what? Shout out Keelan Martin. We've given him a lot of heat on this podcast, and he's responded. I'm sure he's using this as ammo for his uh, performance tonight. Yeah, he definitely, he probably mouthed Jack Brown a couple times. <laughs> <laughs> so, but yeah, uh, we just wrapped up record recording. 
it was so much fun. Thanks again to AJ. Yeah, I hope everyone enjoyed. Um, it was a dream for us to talk to someone like that and uh, hope that we can do it again soon. But AJ, once again, thank you. And everyone listening, peace out. You want me, Joel Embiid? Come get it, because I'm going to give it to you. Are you kidding me? Sabonis brought it to him.